Holy Father in heaven, glory be unto your name for your goodness and mercy, for your loving kindness bestowed upon us and given to us the air we breathe, the food we eat, the water we drink. We thank you for the relative peace we enjoy and the security which we get from you. All these things we do not take for granted by any means. We understand that it is a token of your love and your mercy towards sinful men like us. Therefore, we worship you, Lord, and say glory, honor, praise, and adoration be unto your holy name. Lord, we want our lives to be the simple outworking of your will. Therefore, we pray that as we go through our devotion, that you would teach us from your words that we will be inspired and encouraged to live a life in accordance to your will. Grant to us your spirit, O Lord, and put your words in our mouth that we may speak words of life that will lift us up to heavenly places. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen. Conflicts and Courage, January 22 he walked with God. Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah three hundred years. Genesis chapter 5, verse 21 and 22. Of Enoch it is written that he lived sixty five years and begat a son. During these earlier years, Enoch had loved and feared God and had kept his commandments. But after the birth of his first son, Enoch reached a higher experience. He was drawn into a closer relationship with God. He realized more fully his own obligations and responsibility as a son of God. And as he saw the child's love for its father, its simple trust in his protection, as he felt the deep yearning tenderness of his own heart for that firstborn son, he learned a precious lesson of the wonderful love of God to men in the gift of his son and the confidence which the children of God may repose in their heavenly Father. The infinite, unfathomable love of God through Christ became the subject of his meditation day and night, and with all the fervor of his soul, he sought to reveal that love to the people among whom he dwelt. Enoch's walk with God was not in a trance or a vision, but in all the duties of his daily life. He did not become a hermit, shutting himself entirely from the world, for he had a work to do for God in the world, in the family and in his intercourse with men, as a husband and father, a friend a citizen, he was the steadfast, unwavering servant of the Lord. And this holy walk was continued for three hundred years. There are few Christians 
who would not be far more earnest and devoted if they knew that they had but a short time to live or that the coming of Christ was about to take place. But Enoch's faith waxed the stronger. His love became more ardent with the lapse of centuries. Enoch was of one mind with God. If we are of one mind with God, our will will be swallowed up in God's will, and we shall follow wherever God leads the way. As a loving child places his hand in that of his father and walks with him in perfect trust, whether it is dark or bright, so the sons and daughters of God are to walk with Jesus through joy or sorrow. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is He Walked with God. We left off looking at the life of Cain, the miserable life, which we saw an example of what we should not be and what we should pray to God to help us to avoid, which is to be the apostate like Cain. Adam, having lost his two sons, Cain and Abel, was left distraught and brought back to square one. He was seeing the results of sin. You can only imagine what he and his wife were passing through at this time. The results of sin were staring them bare in the face. Their two children were gone. But the Lord visited them. Reading from the book Genesis chapter 4, reading from verse 25, it says, And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son, and called his name Seth. For God, said she, hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. And to Seth, to him also there was, there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Amen. So here we see two sets of people being developed. We looked yesterday at one set of people who disregard the commandments of God, who seek their own in this world, represented by the term passion. And then we see another lineage of people by this little child that was born called Seth. Of course, Cain was a lot older than him, but in his own life, he was more like his father Adam, more like his brother Abel. And when Seth became a man, it was clear that he was following the way of the Lord. And that's why we read here in Genesis 4 verse 26 that Seth also gave birth to a son Enos. Then, that is at that time, began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Here was a man who was bringing about a revival and reformation in his time. And it is him of whom the Bible says these were the ones that were called the sons of God. In the book of Genesis chapter 6, you hear later on a decline in spirituality where the Bible talks about the sons of God, saw so the daughters of men that were fair. The sons of God being referred to here are the children of Seth, the lineage of Seth. The daughters of men were referred to the daughters of Cain. We'll look at that subsequently in some other devotion. But through Seth, we had a line of men who worshipped the true God, who were not apostatizers, 
you, you could understand by this time remember what we read yesterday that there was already evil reeking in the world Cain already had a wife some people usually ask who was Cain's wife well I know that that question usually comes to people's mind the Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 5 reading from verse 1 it says this is the book of generations of Adam in the day that God created man in the likeness of God made he him male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when they were created and Adam lived an hundred and thirty years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth and the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were eight hundred years and he begat sons and daughters and all the days that Adam lived were 930 years and he died now what I want us to take note of here firstly is the fact that in verse 4 it says that Adam had sons and daughters he gave birth to Seth when he was 130 years before he was 130 he already had two sons we know of Cain and Abel it is right for us to know that he also had daughters it's not an assumption actually because in verse 4 it says Adam had sons and daughters so Cain would certainly take one of his sisters as a wife not that God created another woman for Cain to marry no Cain was a full-blown man at the time he left Eden he left with his family the Bible says that when he left to the land of Nod he gave birth to a child and called that child Enoch so he already had a wife he didn't just leave and find a wife that fell from heaven or just came from nowhere. He already had a wife. And the question then is, who is this wife? It is a sister of his who would certainly be given to him as a wife, who was even born before Seth. So, we are seeing two sets of people here. One the other thing I want to take note of is Genesis 5 verse 3 that says, Adam gave birth to a son, which was Seth, that this son was in his own likeness after his image this means here that this was not like Cain that this son was a religious person he was a godly person you know Adam is called the son of God and that is why when you read that Seth was in the image and likeness of Adam in other words Adam was made in the image and likeness of God though he sinned yes but Seth was made more like Adam, though he uh, had the inheritance of a sinful uh, nature, fallen nature, yet in character, he had that character of Adam, that character of Abel, that character, that godly character, Seth had it. And through Seth, there began to become the calling of the name of the Lord. You must understand what was going on at this time, that is that Cain already had children, he was teaching the way of evil the way of the devil so these people were already populating the world but here it is that Adam is just starting with Seth Seth has to grow up before Seth is grown up Cain's children are already grown and there are many just like uh, himself and they are populating the world and corrupting the world but when Seth grew up he also married give birth to a child called Enos and the Bible tells us that then began men to call upon the name of the Lord reading from patriarchs and prophets page 80 paragraph 2 it says to Seth to him also there was born a son and he called his name Enos then began men to call upon the name of Jehovah 
the faithful had worshipped God before, but as men increased, the distinction between the two classes became more marked. There was an open profession of loyalty to God on the part of one that sets people, as there was of contempt and disobedience on the part of the other, that is, Cain's people. So two classes of people. Today we are looking at, he walked with God. Seth, in his lineage, got the, looking from Adam to Seth and down to Enos, and they had children born to themselves. And after Seth gave birth to Enos, Enos then gave birth to Canaan. Canaan gave birth to Mahalalel. And Mahalalel gave birth to the man who is called Jared. Jared was the father of Enoch, who we are looking at today. But looking at the life of Enoch, that's what we are looking at. What does the Bible say about him? Reading now in Genesis chapter 5, verse 21, it says, And Enoch lived 65 years and gave birth to Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. So, he walked with God. What does it mean? When the Bible says that Enoch walked with God. The term to walk is used in various places in the Bible to help us understand what it means to walk in a certain way. In Second Chronicles 7 verse 17, speaking of King Jehoshaphat, the Lord said, And as for thee, if thou will walk before me, if thou will walk before me, remember we're looking at he walked with God. So God is telling Jehoshaphat, if thou will walk before me, which we can look at as walk with me, as David thy father walked, and do according to all that I have commanded thee, and shall observe my statutes and my judgment, then God says he will pronounce to him a blessing. And then if you look down, uh, chapter 17, verse 3, it says, And the Lord was with Jehoshaphat, because he walked in the first ways of his father David, and sought not unto Baalim. And speaking again of Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles 20 verse 32, it says, And he walked in the way of Asher his father, and departed not from it, doing that which was right in the sight of the Lord. So one thing we can get from walking in a certain way is uh, talking about the kind of life you lived. To walk means what kind of life you are living. So then, uh, walking with God, we can already tell what that will mean. But just to add more light, if you look at two, um, Second Chronicles chapter twenty-one, verse five and six, talking about the son of uh, Ahab, Jehoram, it says Jehoram was thirty and two years old when he began to reign, and he reigned eight years in Jerusalem, and he walked in the ways of the kings of Israel, like as did the house of Ahab, for he had the daughter of Ahab to wife. And he wrought that which was evil in the eyes of the Lord. To hear Jehoram, which is the son-in-law of Ahab, actually the son of Jehoshaphat. You see that God is talking about the way he walked in the way of the kings of Israel, which was not good. And then if you read down to verse 12, it says, And there came a writing to him from, Je- from Elijah the prophet, saying, Thus says the Lord God of David thy father, because thou hast not walked, in the ways of Jehoshaphat thy father, nor in the ways of Asher king of Judah, but has walked 
in the way of the kings of Israel and has made Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem go a whoring like to the whoredoms of the house of Ahab and also has slain thy brethren of the father's house which were better than, thy, than thyself then Elijah pronounces that he, the sickness he had will not leave him so basically we are looking at what it means to walk to walk means the life that you are living so when the bible says enoch walked with god not against god it means that he walked in harmony with god's will as we look at it in conflict and courage page 28 paragraph 3 it says enoch's walk with god was not in a trance of vision but in all the duties of his daily life he did not become a hermit shutting himself entirely from the world for he had a work to do for god in the world in the family and in his intercourse with men as a husband and father a friend a citizen he was the steadfast unwavering servant of the lord and this holy walk was continued for 300 years hmm. before i continue let us just understand what it means to walk with the lord here it first of all says it's not a trance but it shows us in what aspects of his life what aspects of our life are we to walk with the lord it doesn't mean we go and lock up ourselves in a mountain living as a hermit but rather it says here in our daily life you don't cut yourself off from communication with people around you it he was still in contact with people in his family in his intercourse with men as a husband walking with god doesn't mean he was a single man who wouldn't get married also as a father he had children as a friend he had friends and as a citizen he was known in his environment in all this he walked with god what does that mean that means in his relation with his wife with his children with his friends with strangers around him in his place of work he was steadfast and he was also unwavering in the principles and the commandments of God. In uh, the, what we read earlier in the devotion that's here in Conflict and Courage, reading the same uh, page 28, paragraph 2, he says, During these earlier years, Enoch had loved and feared God and kept his commandments. So what was it? Even the walk with God, which the Bible says began after he gave birth to his child, before he even gave birth to that child, Enoch was living in harmony to the fear to the commandments of God and he feared God what do we learn from there some people look at it as if it's an impossibility to keep the commandments of God they want to make every man to be a sinner forever but the Lord can make you righteous not just by pronouncing you righteous but you actually practicing righteousness and Enoch is an example of that before he even walked with God the way the Bible described it. The Bible says after he gave birth to his son, he walked with God. Not before, but before he even began to walk with God like we read now, he was still keeping the commandments of God. Here is a progressive life of Enoch. It is higher form of holiness here. We are talking of a kind of Christian growth that is getting deeper 
and deeper that is getting more into the image and likeness of God as he began to grow in grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. The birth of his son, Methuselah, made him go into a deeper relationship with God. He already had one. He was keeping the commandments of God, walking with God. But when he gave birth to his son, Methuselah, he started walking with God even more. We'll get to that in a moment. But let's keep talking about what it means to walk with God. Here we are now told, page 28, paragraph 3, there are few Christians who would not be far more earnest and devoted if they knew that they had but a short time to live, or that the coming of Christ was about to take place. But Enoch's faith waxed the stronger. His love became more ardent with the lapse of centuries. What does this mean? Enoch, even though he knew that the coming of the Lord was not nigh, he was still walking with the Lord. He was not motivated by the fear of the second coming of the Lord. As years went by in the hundreds, Enoch's walk with God got deeper and deeper. Unlike many today, they are waiting to hear, oh, the Lord is coming, and then they'll start walking with God. People are waiting to hear, ah, there's destruction, the signs of the times are telling us, oh, the days of the mark of the beast are here, and then they'll start to arrange themselves. Enoch did not need any of those doom and gloom messages. Enoch did not need any message that would put him in fear. He loved the Lord. Regardless of whether the Lord was coming soon or not, Enoch walked with the Lord in the hundreds of years. How many can walk with the Lord with the lapse of time? People get weaker. The zeal flags. The determination gets weaker as time goes on. But with Enoch, as time went on, his zeal got stronger. His determination got deeper. He walked more and more with the Lord till he was not and the Lord took him. And so it may be with us if we love the Lord and if we understand what it means to walk with the Lord. So that's what we're going to be talking about. What does it mean to walk with the Lord? First thing we have seen, it is not like when it says in a trance, in the sense of a vision now. That's not what it means that Enoch walked with the Lord. Also, it doesn't mean that he saw God face to face and he was walking side by side with the Lord and two of them walked together and he just walked along with the Lord. That's not what it means. But from what we have seen, if we read now that that same uh, Conflict and Courage, page 28, paragraph 4, it says clearly what it means to walk with the Lord. So let's listen carefully. It says, He was of one mind with God. If we are of one mind with God, our will will be swallowed up in God's will, and we shall follow wherever God leads the way. As a loving child places his hand in that of his father and walks with him in perfect trust, whether it is dark or bright, so the sons and daughters of God are to walk with Jesus through joy or sorrow. End of quote. So here is where we see what it meant when it says Enoch walked with the Lord. That is what it means for us today if we want to walk with the Lord. It means to be of one mind with God, making His will our will, His likes our likes, His dislikes our dislikes, to the same extent to love what He loves, to hate what He hates, to the same extent He loves it, and to the same extent He hates it. In this is rooted the transformation of character into the likeness of Christ. If we cannot love what God loves to the extent that God loves it and hates what he hates to the extent he hates it, 
then we are not being transformed. But when we are transformed into the image of the Lord, we will find ourselves reacting the same way He reacts, having the anguish of the Lord. The thing that hurts Him hurts us. The thing that grieves Him grieves us. The thing that makes Him angry will make us angry. The thing He loves, we will also love. The thing He rejoices at, we will also rejoice at it. This is what it means to walk with the Lord. The purpose of redemption is to bring man to that state where his mind and will is the same as God's mind and God's will. This is walking with God. Also another thing, to walk with the Lord means to follow wherever he leads in perfect trust. We read that in Conflict and Courage, page 28, paragraph 4, where it says, As a loving child places his hand in that of his father and walks with him in perfect trust whether it is dark or bright, so the sons and daughters of God are to walk with Jesus through joy or sorrow. So, what is perfect trust? It says we are to walk with God wherever He leads in perfect trust without murmuring or complaining and regardless of the situation. So, what is this perfect trust? Trusting God's love and trusting His wisdom, we will not find it a hard thing to follow whithersoever He goeth. He may lead us into the prison like Paul and Silas, where we will sing, and he may lead us into the valley of shadow of death, like Jesus and like David, we will fear no evil. He may lead us into the fire like the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We will not cry and ask God, Oh, why have you done this to me, O oh Lord? Why? Rather, we will boldly and trustingly enter the fire even if we know we will die trust in the lord that what he is doing is the best for us he may lead us into the lion's den like daniel we will remain firm and unshaken in our principles he may lead us to poverty like paul and the apostles we will rather say we are rich and be content in whatever state we find ourselves he may lead us to an unmarried life like jeremiah oh we will count it a blessing understanding that the choice he has made for us is what is best for us in perfect trust we will not murmur we will not complain but we will walk with the lord he may lead us and take our dearly beloved spouse from us like he did with ezekiel and he told ezekiel i'm gonna take your spouse from you and you are not supposed to cry and like ezekiel we will not shed a tear he may take us through a grievous illness like job we will sit and still trust in him though he slay us when we have sinned we will believe we are forgiven and trust his love considering ourselves blessed and not going to despair and hopelessness but believe that when we confess our sins he will remember them no more and blot our transgressions and cast them into the depths of the sea believing we are forgiven forgiven according to his word like david we will say in psalm 32 verse 1 and 2 blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputed not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. So, to walk with the Lord in perfect trusts is to go with the Lord uncomplaining, without murmuring or repining, accepting whatever he brings to us. All these men that were listed just now walked with God just like Enoch. And you could see like Enoch. Don't think that Enoch's life was without sorrow. He had things in his life too that ought to have brought sorrow 
but he will still walk with the Lord. Trust in the Lord that the Lord is making the best choice for him. To walk with God is to hold firmly to him and to his principles regardless of the situation that surrounds us, whether it be good or whether it be evil, whether in prison, whether in poverty, whether in a married life or in an unmarried life, whether it is our children are taken away from us and all the other adverse situations that have been listed walking with god we will not murmur we will not complain and this is what it means to walk with the lord again to walk with the lord doesn't mean that we shut ourselves away from the world and have no interactions with them on the contrary he who he who walks with the lord has a work to do for him and therefore interacts for the purpose of leading others to a life in harmony with the will of god if you're separating yourself from interacting and not intentionally trying to help those around you lifting them up to a higher and holier standard you are not walking with god to walk with god is to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth it is to be what jesus is and to walk as he walked what did jesus say matthew 5 reading from verse 13 ye are the salt of the earth but if the salt have lost its savour, wherewith shall it be salted it is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden on the foot of men so what does it mean when he says we are the salt of the world reading from thoughts of the mountain of blessings page 35 and downward it says salt is valued for its preservative properties and when god calls his children salt he would teach them that his purpose in making them the subjects of his grace is that they may become agents in saving others the object of God in choosing the people before all the world was not only that he might adopt them as his sons and daughters, but that through them the world might receive the grace that bringeth salvation. Titus 2 verse 11 Salt must be mingled with the substance to which it is added. It must penetrate and infuse in order to preserve. So it is through personal contact and association that men are reached by the saving power of the gospel. They are not saved in masses, but as individuals, personal influence is a power. We must come close to those whom we desire to benefit. The savour of the salt represents the vital power of the Christian, the love of Jesus in the heart, the righteousness of Christ pervading the life. The love of Christ is diffusive and aggressive. If it is dwelling in us, it will flow out to others. We shall come close to them till their hearts are warmed by our unselfish interest and love. The sincere believers diffuse vital energy, which is penetrating and imparts new moral power to the souls for whom they labor. It is not the power of the man himself, but the power of the Holy Spirit that does the transforming work." End of quote. So like Enoch, what does it mean that he walked with the Lord? We read it as a husband, as a father, as a friend, as a citizen. He was steadfast adhering to the principles of the Lord. And in doing this, he was diffusing an influence. He was a preservative in the world. He was influencing people like the salt. Enoch was the salt of the earth, preserving this world in righteousness and teaching them what it means to live a godly and holy life. Like we said here, people are not saved in masses but as individuals. 
personal influence is power we must come close to those whom we desire to benefit and in enoch's walk with the lord he was not separate as a hermit but he came close to those whom he desired to benefit he mingled with them just as salt must be mingled with the thing that it desires to preserve enoch mingled with the people but with the purpose of desiring to save them and in, in and infusing in them a holy godly influence another thing we are told is that we are the light of the world as we read jesus said in the book of matthew chapter 5 verse 14 you are the light of the world a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven reading again from thoughts of the from the mount of blessings reading this time page 40 downward it says christ followers are to be more than a light in the midst of men they are the light of the world jesus says to all who have named his name you have given yourselves to me and i have given you to the world as my representatives as the father had sent him into the world so he declares have i also sent them into the world as john 17 verse 18. as christ is the channel for the revelation of the father so we are to be the channel for the revelation of christ while our savior is the great source of illumination forget not o christian that he is revealed through humanity so when we tell people oh i'm leading you to christ i'm leading you to christ how are they going to see christ it is through us enoch was the light of the world through him people were seeing christ and they were seeing the likeness of god that's why we are told while our savior is the great source of illumination forget not O christian that he is revealed through humanity god's blessings are bestowed through human instrumentality christ himself came to the world as the son of man humanity united to the divine nature must touch humanity the church of christ every individual disciple of the master is heaven's appointed channel for the revelation of god to men hmm. so how is god revealed pointing people i want to i want to reveal god to you i want to reveal god to you people need to see god in us that is what enoch was because that is what it means to walk with god if we are walking with god then god will reveal himself to the world through us we are the light of the world that's what jesus said while jesus is the main light yet he told us we are the light he is not trying to make people say oh point to him he is the light yes jesus is the light but he has given us a responsibility i am the light you are the light whether smaller lights greater light we are the light we are supposed to be a light nevertheless even if we say it's a smaller or lesser light we are to be the light we all are to be lesser lights we are not being called to be the greater light jesus is the greater light but are you doing the work of a lesser light reflecting the light from jesus to the world angels of glory wait to communicate through you heaven's light and power to souls that are ready to perish shall the human agent fail of accomplishing his appointed work oh then to that degree is the world robbed of the promised influence of the holy spirit but jesus did not bid the disciples strive to make your light shine he said let it shine 
If Christ is dwelling in the heart, it is impossible to conceal the light of his presence. If those who profess to be followers of Christ are not the light of the world, it is because the vital power has left them. If they have no light to give, it is because they have no connection with the source of light. In all ages, the Spirit of Christ was in them, that is in the people of God. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 11 The Spirit of Christ which was in them has made God's true children the light of the people of their generation. And that is what we are to be. Enoch was a light because he walked with God. That is what it means that we must have that vital power. If we are not walking with God, we cannot be a light to the world. Enoch walked with God and reflected that light. He was a light and we too are to be connected to have that vital power through the Holy Spirit. Joseph was a light bearer in Egypt. In his purity and benevolence and filial love, he represented Christ in the midst of a nation of idolaters. While the Israelites were on their way from Egypt to the promised land, the true-hearted among them were a light to the surrounding nations. Through them, God was revealed to the world. From Daniel and his companions in Babylon, and from Mordecai in Persia, bright beams of light shone out amid the darkness of the kingly courts. In like manner, the disciples of Christ, you and I, you who are listening, are set as light bearers on the way to heaven. Through them, the Father's mercy and goodness are made manifest to a world enshrouded in the darkness of misapprehension of God. By seeing their good works, Enoch's good works as a father, Enoch's good works as a husband, Enoch's good works as a friend and as a citizen is how he walked. It showed that he walked with God. By seeing their good works, others are led to glorify the Father who is above. For it is made manifest that there is a God on the throne of the universe whose character is worthy of praise and imitation. I'll stop here. End of quote. How was it that Enoch walked with God? We are told that after he gave birth to his son, that he walked with God 300 years. We see that and it's remarkable indeed to understand the tools that the Lord has kept in place to help us to have this walk with him. Do you understand that marriage and childbearing is a tool for that purpose? We read that Enoch lived 60 and 5 years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years. Genesis 5 verse 21. You see, something really remarkable about Enoch's walk with God is the role of his son Methuselah. The role Methuselah had to play in his walk. It says in page 28 paragraph 2, But after the birth of his son, Enoch reached a higher experience. Take note. Not before, but after the birth of his son. So we who are parents should understand the role childbearing can do for us in walking with God. It doesn't mean that everybody who must walk with God must have a son. No. Jesus is the light of the world. He didn't have a son. He wasn't even married. We have other people like John the Baptist who also walked with God and they didn't get married or have children and there were many others like that. But for those who are married, you should understand the tool the Lord has placed before you. That is to help you walk with the Lord. Your child, whether son or daughter, is supposed to be something to bring your heart up to the Lord. So what are you supposed to be having 
through that tool the child and the remarriage relation that will help you walk with god listen now it says that enoch reached a higher experience after he gave birth to his child how he realized more fully his own obligation and responsibility as a son of god so as he's giving his child instruction he knows that the way his child responds to him is a type of how he responds to god so he's looking at himself and being an example he lets his son to know i have a father and if i want you my son to be obedient to me i have to show you an, an example of obedience to my father so enoch now realized his obligation to god more fully as he was demanding his son also to be obedient to him he realized in fairness i also ought to trust my father in heaven and be obedient to him parents are you keeping giving double standards to your children then you are missing the point that the lord is trying to help you with in childbearing if you are telling your child to be obedient to you are you obedient to your father in heaven you should realize that this hypocrisy should make you change your ways enoch had a deeper and higher experience with the lord because of childbearing and the same may happen with us if we also would allow it to be so it says further and as he saw the child's love for its father its simple trust in his protection as he felt the deep yearning tenderness of his own heart for that firstborn son he learned the precious lesson of the wonderful love of god to men in the gift of his son and the confidence which the children of god may repose in the heavenly father have you ever seen your child doubt you and they are worried over something you promised them that you said you would do and you know you are going to do it but their little finite small mind cannot comprehend what you are trying to say and yet you expect them to trust you as a parent but you do you find it easy to trust the lord when you see that child perplexed but yet you are expecting the child to trust you just remember that that's how god is also seeing you worried and perplexed over his promises and yet he is expecting you to trust him as you expect that child to trust you so also give god perfect trust the child is perplexed not knowing whether you love them check in will daddy fulfill his promise will mommy fulfill their promise but you know that at the appointed time you will fulfill it so also with you why not you give god the perfect trust that you want your child to give to you knowing very well that this is a relationship as i am seeing my child anxious and i know he shouldn't be anxious why don't you also do that with god god is seeing you anxious put yourself in his shoes and be the child who shouldn't be anxious too and give him perfect trust there's more that can be said about this i pray the lord would touch our hearts to understand one thing we can learn from here is that it is possible to walk with the lord let no one make you think that it is impossible we will talk about what this signifies for us in these last days as we go subsequently in our devotion and we'll also talk about how it can be achieved now remember that the reason we are going through all of this as we read in romans 15 verse 4 is that all things that were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope take courage you can walk with god like enoch did it is a possibility don't let anybody make you think that it is impossible may god give us the grace to do that amen let us pray loving father in heaven we want to walk with you 
We pray that you will teach us how and that you will impress on our minds what it means to walk with the Lord. Give us the grace and the strength and the power that as fathers, as children, as mothers, as friends and citizens in our workplace, that we shall remain firm and steadfast. Many of us do not know what it means to give you perfect trust. We are always shaky and anxious. Different situations make us to murmur and complain. We know, Lord, we are sorry. Forgive us for not walking with you. Help us, Lord, to have that perfect trust in you. We pray, Lord, that we shall be a light to the world and a salt to the earth, giving a right influence to everyone around us, walking with you and influencing others to come into the knowledge of the truth. Do this, O Lord, and take the glory. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Thank you.